Welcome to the Red Door Church Sermon Podcast. Red Door Church is a church seeking to transform the city of Pretoria by the power of the gospel. We are distinctly mission-minded, community-cultivating, and city-loving. Please enjoy this week's sermon, and don't forget to follow and continue the conversation by sharing with those around you. family and friends and welcome to our digital gathering. It is so great that we can still feel connected by just watching a sermon together. We're going to be continuing with our Advent series for this year called O Come All Ye Unfaithful. So please do enjoy the message that's to follow. See you soon. Hello everybody and welcome to Red Door Church's Christmas Day message. My name is Jason and I'm super excited um, to bring this message to you and I feel super privileged to be able to bring this message to you on such a special day in our calendar and that is Christmas Day. Now, you could be watching this on Christmas Day, in which case, Merry Christmas. I hope that you have a fantastic day ahead, that you manage to spend a lot of time with the friends and family and the people who you love. Or... It's not Christmas, and you've bumped into this message um, on a day where, you know, Christmas has passed, New Year's has passed, who knows. Either way, great to have you all with us this morning. As I said, my name is Jason. I am the resident here at Red Door Church, and I'm from a city, uh, well, the city is Johannesburg, but I'm from a place known as Santon. Now, Santon is super cool, in my opinion, because there's lots of cool people, and every now and again, we have some really cool celebrities come to town. Um, So, like most recently, Tom Cruise is in town. Now, I didn't uh, know this until this morning, but Tom Cruise was in Santon this week. And, um, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to bump into him if I could. Um, (laughs) uh, But, yeah, speaking of celebrities, if you could meet one famous person, who would that person be? If you could meet one famous person, who would that person be? So if I were to meet a famous person, I'd probably at this stage want to meet a guy by the name of Miles Teller. Now Miles Teller is, uh, he's an actor, he acted in the remake of Footloose, um, but his most prominent roles are, he was in a movie called Whiplash, where he's a jazz drummer, brilliant movie, and his most recent and probably most well-known one, by a long shot, has to be Top Gun Maverick, where he, he's, um, yeah, he's in Top Gun Maverick, and I thought he was brilliant. Slightly biased, I'm sure, but um, yeah, that, that movie was actually amazing. But yes, someone who I'd love to meet, someone who I'd love to spend some time with is Miles Teller. He's a really cool guy. But before I meet him, there's a couple of things that I'd want to do in order to be ready to meet him. So I'd probably want to lose some weight. I'd want to try and grab this stash. And those of you who know me, you know that that's pretty impossible. But I want to try and get some sort of a moustache going because his stash in Top Gun was, it was quality. Um... But yeah, and I probably want to get a haircut, make myself look good, so that when I stand in that picture, you know the, the picture we, we take with celebrities, you know that one? I want to look as close to as good as him as possible, right? I want to get myself ready. So again, think about a celebrity who you'd want to meet. Think about what, what, would, it, what would you do to be ready to meet him or her? What would you do to be ready to meet that celebrity? 
We're currently in a series, um, in our Advent series, called O Come All You Unfaithful. And I must say, I think that's a really cool series title, so props to Reynard for that. And in the past two weeks, we've looked at, firstly, how should we come to Christ? Secondly, who should come to Christ? And today, we're going to be looking at how Christ comes to us, which is quite appropriate given that today is Christmas. Well, by the time you're watching this, it is Christmas. So how Christ comes to us. And sort of against the grain of the norm, I want to draw our attention to Philippians chapter 2, rather than say an early passage in one of the Gospels looking at the birth of Jesus, because I think there's something quite unique for, uh, for us to learn from Philippians chapter 2. And in this passage, Paul is encouraging the Philippian church to imitate Christ's humility in how they treat one another. But the more I thought about today's message and the more I thought about today as a whole, you know, Christmas Day, I couldn't help but think of this passage. I couldn't help but think of Paul's reflection on Christ's humility. And so before we go any further, I want to pose this question. How does Christ come to us? How does Christ come to us? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Christmas Day. We thank you for a day in our church calendars where we get to celebrate and remember the day that Christ came to us. To remember the day that a baby boy was born in a manger with humble beginnings, Father, and has become the greatest man to ever walk this earth no matter what others think. Father, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for today. And Lord, we just pray that um, you would speak to us, Lord. Would you encourage us and would you remind us of just what you've done in your son, Jesus. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So firstly, I want to say that he comes as a child. Jesus comes as a child. So in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, it reads as follows. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The Bible is clear that Jesus comes as a child. He didn't just appear out of nowhere. He didn't just pop into existence as a 30-year-old walking around healing people. Jesus, like all of us, took the form of a baby, a baby boy, a child. And in Philippians chapter 2, uh, verse 6 to 7, Paul says the following. It says, Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, the Son of the Most High, the Son of the Creator of all things, humbles Himself and doesn't consider equality with God something to be used to His own advantage. He could have chosen to be born in a palace, to be pampered. He could have chosen to just pop out of nowhere and not go through, say, the humble beginnings of being a baby where ultimately you're useless. Someone has to feed you. Someone has to wipe your bum. Someone has to pick you up to move you around. Rather, Jesus came in the form of a baby boy, a child. 
he cried like us. When he got hurt, he, he would graze his knee like us. He bled just like we do. He went to the toilet like we do. And before that, he got dirty diapers like we do. Now, I don't know if they had diapers back in those days. But either way, you know, he got dirty uh, cloths. I don't know what else to say. But he had to learn to walk and talk just like we do. Can you imagine the Son of God humbling himself and being subject to the fallen nature of this world? Humbling himself to the point of being a useless human being at a point where, again, as I said, people had to wipe his bum. People had to move him around. He was fully dependent on someone else as the Son of God. He was no different to the children and the babies of today. He became one of us. So I'm not saying that he is like other children in the sense of the fact that his birth was was normal or his, his conception was normal. His conception was miraculous. And the story of this baby boy named Jesus was miraculous. We don't hear the story of every baby boy being born every day. The circumstances around this baby were amazing. But when it came to being childlike and being a baby, Jesus was just that, a baby. He comes as a child, which is what we celebrate today. We're celebrating the birth of this baby boy named Jesus. Secondly, he comes as a man. So Jesus comes as a man. Now what do I mean by this? I've just said he comes as a child, which I agree with. But what I mean is that Jesus, although he is the Son of God, not only does he come as a child, but he came as a man, as a person who also um, faced the struggles and the temptations that we do. In fact, right in the beginning of the Gospels, we see that Jesus was in the desert for 40 days where he was tempted by Satan. The devil offers him all kinds of amazing things, and yet Jesus remains true to his God. He remains true to who he is, and he remains true to what his calling is. So we can't sit here today and say, well, Jesus doesn't know what it's like. Jesus doesn't know what it's like to to live in this terrible place. Jesus doesn't know what it's like to feel sick. Jesus doesn't know what it's like to be tempted by these amazing things. Jesus doesn't know. He very much does know. He felt pain like we do. He felt sorrow like we do. He felt like we do. And he too was tempted by the things of this world. So we can't sit here and say that he doesn't understand. He does. But unlike us, he never gave in to sin. And it's for this reason that I can finally say he comes as a savior. In the next part of Philippians chapter 2, we read verse 8 to 11. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to be uh, sorry, to exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord in to the glory of God the Father. Jesus dies on the cross. He dies a human death, pain and all. 
but He rises from the grave, overcoming death and sin, that we may be able to look at Him, the exalted Son of God, and be saved from our very own sin. John MacArthur said it well when he said, God treated Jesus on the cross as if He lived your life, so He could treat you as if you lived His. It is because of Christ's blameless, sinless life that we can find our hope and our forgiveness in Him. But you see, He had to come as a human being. He had to come as a human being to undo what human beings had done. Where our identity lay in the sinfulness of Adam, our identity now lies in the perfection of Jesus. And I'm sure many of us have heard the phrase that Jesus is the reason for the season. And I agree with this. I fully agree with this. And I know at this stage, you know, it's Christmas Day and we're talking about the death and the resurrection of Christ. That sounds like an Easter message. But here's the point. Without His perfect life, without His death, and more importantly, without Jesus' resurrection, today would mean nothing And this season, this Christmas season, would be the season without reason. And so as much as yesterday is the Christmas Christmas day and we're looking at the birth of Christ, the birth of Christ means nothing if He didn't die and rise again. And that is why I'm going there. This season, without the death and the resurrection of Christ, would be the season without reason. And so, as I close, I want to bring us back to my earlier question. I'm sure it kind of felt random when I asked about celebrities and then just kind of left it there. But if you could meet one celebrity today, who would that celebrity be? And if you were meeting that celebrity, what would you do to get ready? Can I say that we are treating Jesus with the exact same attitude we're treating that celebrity? We are waiting to be right and ready to meet with Him. I can't, I can't come to Jesus now. I can't meet with Him now because I'm not ready. I am not yet ready to meet with Him. I've got all these issues that I still need to deal with. I need to go get a haircut. I need to go put my makeup on. I need to do X, Y, Z before I can meet with Jesus. But let me just deal with this pile of, of nonsense And then I'll come to Him when I'm ready. Can I say, church, that we will never be ready in that regard? No matter how much we we make ourselves look better and feel better, we will never ultimately be ready to meet with Jesus if that is our attitude. And I understand why we treat Jesus with that attitude. I do. In some ways, I think when it comes to meeting with a celebrity, I shouldn't have to get ready because they're actually no different to me. But when it comes to meeting with Jesus, I should get ready because He is that different to me. But the beauty of it is that I don't have to. Jesus comes to me. Jesus comes to us. That is what today is about. That is what Christmas is about. That is what this gospel story of Jesus Christ being born is about. That is what Paul is writing about. That Jesus comes to us. And Jesus comes to us because we will never be good enough or clean enough to go to Him directly. And what I mean by that is that the Bible tells us that that nobody is good enough. Nobody is good enough. 
Everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that is why we will never be good enough. And so Jesus steps in. Jesus steps in so that even though I'm never good enough, I can still have a relationship with God. Even though I don't look good enough, I've got all these skeletons in my closet, He comes in and He helps me deal with that. That I may be, in light of who He is, forgiven. So church, don't wait to be good enough. Don't wait to be good enough. And if you're watching this, I don't know where you might be watching it from, maybe you're not a Christian, and you're waiting to be good enough. You know, the idea of, of being a Christian and coming to church and coming to Jesus more specifically is, is a good idea, but you're sort of just waiting things out. You've just got a couple things you need to sort out before you come. I want to say, don't wait. Come as you are. Come as you are, because Jesus helps us sort those things out. That's part of the process. It's part of the adventure we get to go on as we live in relationship with Him. Don't get things in order before coming to Him. Just come as you are. You don't have to wait for the right time. You don't have to, you don't have to wait to get a haircut or to put your makeup on or to make yourself look better and feel better. Come as you are because He is ready and waiting. And, you know, maybe you're watching this and, and you're a Christian and you're thinking, well, this is a message mainly for non-Christians. This is a message that speaks mainly to people who are not Christians yet. That is not true. Can I say that as Christians, we often get caught up in the trap of being good enough? I'm not in the best space right now to read my Bible and pray. I'm not in the right space right now to pray or to read my Bible or to spend time in worship. I'm just not in a good space with God right now. How many times haven't we heard that phrase? All three of those things are not true because we don't have to be in a good enough space to meet with Him. We are forgiven. Christ comes to us. Jesus comes to us. And so, you know, you could be sitting and thinking that this is a message for people who aren't Christians. This is just as much a message for Christians as it is for people who are not Christian. Christian, you don't have to wait to be in the right space with Jesus to spend time with Him in His Word and to spend time praying. Because again, He comes to us. And He has lived the life we could not live, that we could receive the grace we did not deserve, that we could have the relationship with our Father in Heaven. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day. The day that we reflect on the fact that Christ comes to us. The day that we reflect on the fact that that you sent your only Son into the world. That we might have forgiveness. Father, we pray that that you would always remain the reason of the season. That Jesus would always remain the center of the Christmas season. We know the world is trying to push that agenda out. But Father, we pray that you would always remain the center of the season. Not because we think it's the best thing for the world. But Father, because it's good for us to have a time where we reflect on the miraculous moment that your son came into this world. And Father, we just pray your hand of blessing over all those in our church who have traveled and are traveling. 
pray that you keep them safe, Lord, over this festive period. And Father, we thank you for your goodness to us that we don't deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for this sermon. Um, And we hope to see you once again next week. Same time, same place online. And please, if you haven't subscribed, please do subscribe. If you are not following us on our social media on Instagram, please do do so so you can keep up to date with all that's happening. Bye for now.